Philippians chapter 2, verse 17 says this, yes, and if I am being poured out as a drink offering on the sacrifice and service of your faith, I am glad and rejoice with you all. Let's pray. Father, I pray in the name of Jesus, thanking you, Lord. Thanking you, Lord, for 2023. Oh, how faithful you have been, Lord, in this year. Your hand, Lord, on our lives. From January 1st all the way to December 31st. We thank you, Lord. Amen. And Lord, we wanna, I want to pray in the name of Jesus, Lord, that you would do the same thing today that you did on January 1st of last year. Speak to our hearts. Bring your word into our hearts, Lord. Your word is life, and we need it. And so, Father, I pray, Lord, as we are uh, in this, this single verse, Lord, every jot and tittle, every word of the Bible, so rich, so much for us, but you have a word in this verse today. Please help us, Lord, close out this year glorifying your name in your word with our, with our Bibles open, with our hearts open to you. We now just wait upon you, Lord, for your word. Give it to us. Lord. Give us understanding. Give us life. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, you may be seated. So chapter 2 of Philippians, verse 17. Paul says, I'm being poured out as a drink offering. As a drink offering. And I'm here to tell you that in 2024, the Lord wants your life. He wants your life to be an offering. We're going to talk about that today, what that means. He wants your life to be an offering uh, to him Every single day of next year, 2024, starting on January 1st and going all the way to the end, to December 31st, if the, if the Lord tarries. Paul says in verse 17, I am being poured out as a drink offering. And I want every one of you to be able to say that same verse with confidence those same words but what on earth do they mean a most unusual verse paul speaks the same way in philippians chapter 2 verse 17 rather second timothy 4 6 he says for i am already being poured out as a drink offering what is this oops you know, from time to time I say this, um, you will not be able to fully understand the New Testament unless you're a student of the Old Testament. Uh, 
And that is why we go chapter by chapter through the Old Testament in our midweek study here at Calvary Chapel. I will tell you this about our church, Calvary Chapel. If you stick around here and do what we tell you to do, you will become a student of the Bible. You'll become filled with the Word of God. Not only the New Testament, but the Old Testament. I've never met a person who understands grace who, hasn't, who is not also a student of the Old Testament, the grace of God. We deserve a punishment. God gives us a reward because of what Jesus did. We only get that through the Old Testament. And this, this verse, I'm being poured out as a drink offering, it's got the Old Testament all over it. So, a student of the Old Testament is going to read this verse, verse 17, again. And if I am being poured out as a drink offering, and it's going to go ding, 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 ding. A drink offering. I know what that is. I've read about that. I've read about it in the Old Testament. Okay? A drink offering is something that a student of the Old Testament is going to be very familiar with. Now, I want to go back to the Old Testament, and I'm going to do that today. That's why I told you to get a hold of your Bibles. Um, but before I do, I just want to remind you of something very important. Jesus Christ, after he was resurrected, last book, uh, rather chapter of the book of Luke, there's two guys walking away. They had been his disciples. They're walking away from Jerusalem. They're depressed. They're dejected. They're sorrowful because Jesus had been crucified and their hope, or so they thought, had died. And so they are walking along. Uh, now, again, Jesus has been resurrected. He hasn't ascended to heaven yet. There's a 40-day period between the time Jesus was resurrected, Easter Sunday, and uh, 40 days later, he was taken up into heaven. And so there's this really interesting story with these two guys walking along and... It says in verse 15 of Luke 24, Jesus himself drew near and went up to, uh, from behind them. And it says that their eyes were restrained so that they did not know who he was. So some, somehow God made it such that they didn't recognize it was Jesus. And Jesus actually said to these two people, what kind of conversation are you having and why do you look so sad? And verse 18 says, well, one of them, whose name was Cleopas, answered and said to him, are you a stranger in Jerusalem? Have you been living in a cave? And you don't know what's been happening around us? And Jesus said, well, what things? And so the man said, Jesus of Nazareth, who was a prophet, mighty in word and deed before God, the chief priests and the rulers delivered him, condemned him to death, and crucified him. We were hoping that he was going to save Israel. And then it says, but certain women told us 
even though he died, that they arrived at his tomb and they said that, that he was alive. And so then Jesus speaks to them and he tells them, oh, you foolish ones. You're, 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 you're so foolish. And slow to heart to believe in all that the prophets have spoken. Isn't that true? Does the Old Testament not say that Christ had to suffer these things before he entered into glory? And then it says that Jesus taught them a Bible study. Verse 27 of Luke 24 says, beginning in the book of Genesis and going through all the prophets, Jesus explained to them all that the scriptures said concerning himself. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine being a fly in the wall of this Bible study? Jesus is giving a Bible study. It, it goes on to say that they, they, they wound up turning in for the night and um, Jesus was with them for a while and uh, then their eyes were open. They realized it was him and then he vanished and they said to one another, did our hearts not burn within us when he talked with us on the road and while he opened the scriptures to us? Man, that's my prayer for every one of you, that when you open the scripture, the Bible, that your heart will just burn within you. But again, Jesus opened up the Old Testament and he took them through a Bible study of everything that spoke about him. So I want to go back into the Old Testament to discover what is Paul talking about when he said, I'm being poured out as a drink offering. And again, those of you who are students of the Old Testament, you'll be going, ding, 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 ding. You know what it is, because you've seen it. And that's where I want to get all of you, eventually. Where you're going, ding, 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 ding. But so let's go back into the Old Testament book of Exodus, chapter 29, and let's read about what this drink offering is. And as Jesus told those two disciples in that Bible study on the road to Emmaus, he's all over this. He himself is embedded in these verses I am about to teach. So Exodus 29, Exodus, the second book of the Bible. Go to Genesis, then go to Exodus. Genesis, or rather Exodus chapter 29. Let me give you a little context. Remember that Moses, the book of Exodus is about Moses leading the Israelites out of Egypt where they had been in slavery. They're going to spend 40 years in the wilderness prior to going into the promised land, that place we now know as Israel. And in the book of Exodus, after they get out of Egypt, after they get out of slavery, God gives Moses the law. Not only the Ten Commandments, 603 other commandments. Gives them the law, including how to build a tabernacle. A tabernacle is what the Jews had kind of as a church building before the temple. 
unlike the temple, this thing moved around. It was like a tent. And, 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 and so uh, instructions were given to Moses about the tabernacle, and that's what we're about to read. Some of those instructions, specifically the altar that was part of the tabernacle, which they burned animal sacrifices on. Everyone with me? So verse 38 says, now this is what you shall offer on the altar, two lambs of the first year, day by day, continually. So what that verse says is every single day, they were to offer two lambs on the altar, which was in like in front or the front part of the tabernacle. Two lambs were offered every day. Verse 39, one lamb you shall offer in the morning and the other lamb you shall offer at twilight. Twilight is right after the sun sets. That's when the twilight offering was done. Verse 40, with the one lamb shall be one-tenth of an ephah of flour mixed with one-fourth of a hen. A hen is a a quarter of a hen is a quart or a liter of pressed oil and one-fourth of a hen of wine as a drink offering. Anyone want to say it? Good. Ding, 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 ding. There you have it. See, when Paul was, was teaching the Philippians, he had already instructed them into the word of God. So when he says, my life is being poured out as a drink offering, they're like, ding, 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 ding. Exodus 29, they knew it. That's where I want every one of you in this room to be, to get. It's not just for preachers. It's not just for professional students. It's for every single person, the whole work, counsel of God. So uh, verse 41 says, the other lamb, remember there were two lambs, you shall offer at twilight and you shall offer with it the grain offering and the drink offering. Okay, 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 good, all right. As in the morning, and then it says, importantly, this is important, if you have a pen, underline it. You have my permission to mark up your Bible. For a sweet aroma. That's important. An offering made by fire to the Lord. Verse 42. This shall be a continual burnt offering through your, out your generations at the door of the tabernacle of meeting before the Lord where I will meet you to speak with you. And then... And just in case they didn't hear what he just said, because that's kind of hard to believe, huh? That God would meet with someone and speak with them. Just in case they didn't believe it, he repeats himself in verse 43. And there I will meet with the children of Israel and the tabernacle shall be sanctified by my glory. So we learn here that a drink offering is part of what's called a burnt offering, a burnt offering. Uh, it says in verse 42, this shall be a continual burnt offering. So it's part of a burnt offering 
And so this drink offering, which was about a liter of wine, was poured on, in this case, on top of a lamb. Okay? Now, there were many types of offerings in the Old Testament law that occurred at the tabernacle, all of which were fulfilled by Jesus Christ. So the Old Testament offerings, here they are. There were burnt offerings. There were sin offerings. There were trespass offerings. There were grain offerings. There were peace offerings. And so these are all listed in the Old Testament. The drink offering is part of that first one. It's part of the burnt offering. Again, it's poured on the lamb before the lamb was offered on the altar as a burnt offering. Now, a burnt offering differed from the other animal sacrifices in that the whole animal, the entire animal, was put on the altar and burned completely. Many of the other sacrifices, such as the, uh, the peace offerings, for example, and the sin offerings, uh, some of it was eaten, not the burnt offering. So the drink offering poured over the lamb at morning, poured over the lamb at evening, and then those, those lambs were offered at a burnt offering. Now, before we go any further, I wanna, I wanna just... I want to put up a couple of verses. When Jesus first came on the public scene, John the Baptist was baptizing in the Jordan River. And it says that, and it came to pass in those days, Jesus came and he was baptized by John in the Jordan River. And, 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 and when Jesus saw John, you know what he said? This is what he said. The next day, John saw Jesus coming toward him and said, Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Now, anyone listening to John, anyone listening to John, what would have been happening? Anyone? Ding, 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 ding. They're thinking about the lambs that were offered every morning and every evening. They're thinking about the lambs that were offered as a sin offering. And this guy, John, is calling, pointing at Jesus, behold the lamb of God who's going to take away the sin of the world. Another verse. Ephesians chapter 5 verse 2 says this, walk in love, speaking to you by the way, and me, walk in love. I, I, I love that little phrase, by the way. It's, a, it's, a, it's, it's a, like a tenth of a verse, but it's great. Walk in love. As Christ also has loved us and given himself for us, an offering, Exodus 29, and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling aroma. A sweet, a sweet smelling aroma. So go here to Exodus 29 and you will see there in verse 41, it says the other lamb you shall offer at twilight and you shall offer with it the grain offering and the drink offering and the, as in the morning for a sweet aroma. For a sweet aroma. A sweet aroma to who? Can we put that back up, Heather? It says a sweet aroma 
to God. And so if you look at verse 42 of Exodus 29, again, it says rather, verse 41, the other lamb you shall offer at twilight, you shall offer with it the grain offering and the drink offering in the morning for a sweet aroma, an offering made by fire to the Lord. An offering made by fire to the Lord. So the sweet aroma, if you study the Old Testament, you will find out when there is a reference to a sweet aroma that was a blessing to God. Again, this says Jesus was an offering, a sacrifice for a sweet uh, smelling aroma. Um, it, it, the Bible says that God, it, with the burnt offerings only, there was this sweet aroma which he enjoyed, it says. It, it, when, when you read about the burnt offerings. Now, why was that the case? There's two reasons. One, the burnt offerings, most of them were voluntary, meaning they were not required. So can we go back to that chart, Heather? So some of these offerings here were required. The second one and the third one, you didn't have a choice. You had to give sin offerings. You had to give um, a trespass offerings. That was a requirement. But you will not see for individual sin offerings or trespass offerings anything that says, oh, it was a sweet aroma to the Lord. However, for the first one, you study, for example, Leviticus chapter one, burn offerings, they were voluntary, meaning people didn't have to give them and uh, people didn't have to give them. And it says for that reason, the Bible says God loves a cheerful giver, meaning a giver who gives to the Lord cheerfully and voluntarily, not because they have to, because they just want to. I love you, God. I wanna give my life to you. That is a burnt, in the Old Testament, a burnt offering is an example of a free will offering. But there was another reason that it was a sweet aroma to God. And that is because a burnt offering represented, when the offer gave a burnt offering, it represented you are giving everything. You're giving everything everything, every part of your life, every part of your mind, every part of your family, your house, you're giving him everything. That is what a burnt offering represented. That was the one offering it says there was a sweet aroma that God had. He, it was sweet to him when, when his people did this thing. So we can have one more time if we see Ephesians uh, chapter uh, 5 verse 2. Uh, Walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself for us an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet smelling aroma. Again, um, a Jewish person would be going, ding, 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 ding. They're, they're, they're thinking this is a burnt offering and that's why God, this is a reference to Jesus himself, his own life, his body being offered as a burnt offering and therefore being a sweet aroma to the Lord. So, Paul references this drink offering. Again, it says in 
again, it, it says in verse 40 and 41 that this drink offering, this liter of wine was put on the lamb. The lamb was uh, sacrificed as a burnt offering. And so uh, back in Philippians chapter two, you can go back to Philippians chapter two at this time, where Paul is saying in verse 17, yes, I am being poured out as a drink offering on the sacrifice and service of your faith. Try to stay with me here. What is going on here is that Paul is like the wine being poured out on the Philippians. The Philippians are themselves a burnt offering. Are you with me? Just like that lamb was in Exodus 29. There, so, so he's like the, he, he, he's living, he's giving up his, his self to God. He's offering his life as a, as a sacrifice, a burnt offering. But he's the wine, he's being poured out on them who themselves are living as a burnt offering. And so again, we look here in Exodus 29. I have no doubt where, uh, that Jesus, when he was teaching those two men, he came right to this chapter. He told them, he, he said, look, now this is what you shall offer on the altar, two lambs of the first year, day by day, every morning, every night, continually. Now, it is important, the book of Hebrews says this. The book of Hebrews says, every priest in the Old Testament, verse 11 of chapter 10, they stand ministering daily and they offer repeatedly the same sacrifices which can never take away sin. But this man, Jesus Christ, this is verse 12 of Hebrews 10, after he had offered one sacrifice for sin forever, and that's what he did on the cross. He sat down at the right hand of God. So, so Jesus, talking to those two men, he's no doubt bringing this up. He's fulfilled it. But we have something to learn here that God wants us to learn. And that is, he wants you to be an offering Every single day. In Exodus 29, it's, it's morning and evening. But if the truth be told, you are commanded to offer your life to God, to, Je to Jesus Christ, every single day. It says, this is what you shall offer on the altar. Two lambs of the first year, day by day, and continually, every day. You say, where's that in the New Testament? It's right here in Romans chapter 12, verse one. This is Paul also saying, therefore I urge you, some translations will say, I beg you. I beg you, please get this into your head, <laughs> brothers and sisters. In view of God's mercy, meaning in view of the fact that Jesus Christ died on the cross for you. He became a bloody, slaughtered lamb of God for you. In view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy 
and pleasing to God. That's every day. That's a continual sacrifice every day. So, again, Paul saying, I'm the, I'm the drink offering. I'm being poured out on you. Um, you're the burnt offering. We're both part of this uh, burnt offering. And, uh, it, and I, I just want to talk for a bit every day. What does it look like to offer your life as an offering, as a burnt offering? Chapter 12, verse 1 again of Romans. Again, this is a reference. I hate to do this to you again. Some of you may be getting annoyed at this point. But when it says, I urge you, brothers and sisters, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice. Again, that's ding, 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 ding. That's, what, what, <laughs> that's what's going on. That's what, that's what they know what he's referencing. He's referencing those lambs that were put on the altar and completely consumed. That is a definite, this is what the Lord is telling you, your life is to be like every day. And, 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 and it says uh, it's holy and it's what? Pleasing to the Lord. It's pleasing to him is what the Bible says. Now, um, can you tell me, Pastor Steve, a little bit more of what this looks like? What does it look like to offer my body as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to the Lord. Um, if you want a full, if you want to do this on your own, just read Romans chapter 12. The whole chapter is like that. The whole chapter is about what it's like to offer your lives as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to the Lord. But the next verse actually is pretty good too. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And this is part of it. This is part of it. But I want to go back to the Old Testament again. And I want to talk. I, I want to bring you back. I want to challenge you. Uh, and just talk about this whole burn offering. And what does it mean to offer my life as a burn offering to God every day? I want you to go to the book of Amos. Now, some of you may need your table of contents. That's okay. Uh, I would say Amos is about two-thirds through the Bible. It's 1,074 <laughs> page on mine. And Amos, and then a couple books later, Micah, they talk about, they talk real explicitly what it doesn't mean, what it does not mean to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice and, or, or what God really doesn't want, what man has a tendency to do when it comes to, when it comes to God. Man has a tendency to, to go to church, check off a box, have communion, check off a box, say his prayer, check off a box, write a check to the church, check off a box. That's what a man has a tendency to do. That's not offering your life as a burnt offering. So the book of Amos, is everyone there? Chapter 5. Book of Amos, chapter 5. Can you raise your hand when you got to get to Book of Amos, chapter 5? Book of Amos, chapter 5. And I want to go to verse 21. 
Verse 21 of the book of Amos says this. The Lord says, I hate. Oh, God? God hates something? God, I thought he's like always smiles and that's all he ever does. No, he says, I hate. What does he hate? Well, this gets my attention. What does he hate? I hate, I despise your feast days and I do not savor. Think sabor in espanol, sabor. I don't taste, I don't, I'm not liking your sacred assemblies. And then look what verse 22 says. Though you offer me burnt offerings and your grain offerings, I will not accept them. Nor will I regard your fattened peace offerings, speaking of a fat cow. Verse 23, take away from me the noise of your songs, for I will not hear the melody of your stringed instruments, but... Let justice run down like water and righteousness like a mighty stream. Meaning, if you're offering your life as a burnt offering, this is what you should be doing. It's a life that stands out to the world, that has not conformed to the world. It's like a waterfall. Verse 24, let your justice run down like water. You go up to New Hampshire, you'll get these maps of the woods and you go through, they'll, they'll send you three or four hours through trails to find a waterfall and you get there and you go, wow, this is incredible. Ever, ever happened in New Hampshire to you? It's happened to me. It's unbelievable. And offering your life as a, as a burnt offering, you're living in such a way that, that, again, Romans chapter 12, verse two, your life is not being conformed to the world. You're saying, I'm not gonna do what the world does. I'm not gonna be like them. I'm not gonna believe what they believe. I'm gonna believe the word of God. I'm gonna be transformed by the renewing of your mind. You will look like a waterfall to the world. The next part of that verse, verse 24 says, and your righteousness like mighty streams. Meaning right behavior. Meaning a, a life without sin. And a life with love. A life that loves in spite of what is coming against you. You're loving anyway. You're loving through it. And so, again, he's saying, listen, I don't want your burnt offerings. Get them away from me. Now, go a couple books to the right. It's the book of Micah. So we're going to get to uh, a verse here that many of you probably are familiar with. But this is the same thing, Micah chapter 6. Micah chapter 6, just a couple books to the right. Can everyone raise, can you raise your hand when you get to Micah chapter 6? Micah chapter 6 to the right, let's start in verse 2. Well, verse 1 says, hear now what the Lord says. So this is the Lord and he is speaking to you. Hear now what the Lord said. Verse 2, hear you mountains, hear, O you mountains, the Lord's complaint, and you strong foundations of the earth, for the Lord has a complaint against his people, and he will contend with Israel. That means he's going to come against them. Verse 3, this is the Lord speaking. He's speaking to you, he's speaking to me. Oh my people, what have I done to you 
and how have I wearied you? Meaning, they're getting to the point where it just is wearisome following God. Let me repeat that. Oh, my people, what have I done to you, and how have I wearied you? Testify against me. Bring witnesses against me, he says. Then he says, verse 4, for I brought you up from the land of Egypt. I redeemed you from the house of bondage. I went to the garden of Gethsemane, and I sweat blood for you. Now testify against me. Bring me witnesses. What, why are you so weary of me? I bore my own cross, the book of John says. I was scourged. I was beaten twice in the face. They spat in my face. I groaned on the cross. Why are you wearied with me? Let's go to verse 6. With what, and this, so this is reversing here. This is the people speaking. It says, with what shall I come before the Lord and bow myself before the high God? Shall I come before him with burnt offerings? Ding, 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 ding. Good. With calves a year old? Will the Lord be pleased with thousands of rams, rams being sheep, lambs, 10,000 rivers of oil? Is that what he's going to be pleased with? Shall I bring my firstborn for my sin, my transgression, the fruit of my body for the sin of my soul? And then verse 8, glorious verse. Just memorize this. We're going to do scripture memory again in two months. Memorize these verses. He has shown you, O man, what is good. What does a burnt offering mean? What is an offering to the Lord every day? It's verse 8 of chapter 6 of Micah. He has shown you, O man, what is good. And what does the Lord require of you? But to do justly, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God. What is a burnt offering? What does it mean to offer your, your life as a living sacrifice, as a burnt offering every day? This is what the Lord wants for you to do justly, to love mercy. He died for you. You were residing in hell with the wrath of God over you. He plucked you out, purchased your soul because of what he did on the cross he was merciful for you, to you, so he's asking you not only to be merciful yourselves. What does it mean to be merciful? It means someone deserves a punishment from you, and you say, no, I'm not going to punish you. I'm not going to react. That, that's mercy, but to love mercy. To love mercy. That's like a whole new level. That's like burnt offering stuff. To actually understand what Jesus did for you on the cross. And so someone spits you in the face and you with love say, I'm going to forgive you. I'm going to have mercy on you. Of course, this only happens with the Spirit of God, which we receive when we ask Jesus into our life. And so I love this, this verse. There's a reason it's well known. What is man... He has shown you, O man, verse 8, what is good. Three things. Do justly, love mercy, 
and walk humbly with your God. Meaning, not religion. It's not talking about religion there. It's talking about a relationship. You're actually walking with God. That's why Jesus went through that whole bloody mess thing on the cross. It was to get to know you. It was to love you and be loved by him. It's to walk with him. To do justly, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God. So let's go back to Philippians 2 again. So So Paul is saying to them, now some people think that this is a reference to his impending death. That may be the case. I think it's just, this is how he lives every day. Pouring, pouring out as a drink offering. The, 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 the thing, the reason I lo- one of the reasons I love this imagery of a drink offering is that once it's poured out, the drink, you can't get it back. And that's what the Lord wants from you. He doesn't want you coming up with all kinds of escape plans, security plans, and this type. He just wants you to pour out your life as a drink offering on the sacrifice and service of your faith. And and then at the end of the verse it says, and I am glad and rejoice with you all. You see, there's a provision of joy. Think back to uh, the the book of, of Micah. It, it, it says, why, why are you so wearied with being about me? This isn't, that's not what offering your life as a burnt offering is. It's, it's, he's filled, he's glad, and he's rejoicing with them even as they're pouring out their lives as an offering. And so I'm going to call the worship team up at this point. Worship team, if you could come up, if you've been asked to pray, you could come up. I think also a great picture of what it's like to remember where we began with 2024, every day offering your life as an offering to the Lord. Remember Exodus 29, lamb was offered in the morning, lamb was offered in the evening. It's a great picture of uh, uh, of the spirit-filled Christian living their life as an offering. He says, I'm being poured out as a, as a drink offering. I, I really feel like a great description of what that is from a day-to-day basis. Just, it precedes the verse. It, it, it's in the context. It's what just, it, it was what he wrote immediately prior to it. He says in verse five, let this mind be in you which was in Christ Jesus who being in the form of God didn't consider robbery to be equal with God but made himself of no reputation he went from being God she never ceased being God but to to being a man a baby born in a feeding trough for donkeys and cows it says he took the form of a bondservant and coming in the likeness of men. Remember he had, just said, he had just said, let this mind be in you. And then it says, and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross. 
Therefore God also has highly exalted him and given him the name which is above every name that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow. Just in the morning, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Lord, I got this day before me and, and, and I want to just offer it to you. But what am I going to do about this anger thing I have? What am I going to do about this greed, this lust thing I have? It's all before you, Lord. You got to help me. I'm just offering myself to you because I want to be a blessing to you. This is what it means to offer yourselves with, to God. To, it says that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow. Yeah, I dare you to, to, to get on your knees in the morning even if that's not a practice of yours. I, I, I dare for you to do that. In 2024, when you roll out of bed, get on your knees. It says, at the name of Jesus, uh, uh, every knee should bow. Of those in heaven, those on earth, and those under the earth, that every tongue should confess that Jesus is Lord to the glory of God the Father. And so, you know, tonight we have a baptism. And the Bible says... Uh, that uh, the Bible says, in, Jesus says in John chapter three, he says, unless a man or woman is born a second time, they will not go to heaven. He makes it very, very clear. And the person he was talking to said, what are you talking about? And I said, Can I supposed to get back into my mother's tummy? And he says, no. He said, don't think it's odd that you have to be born one time by the flesh and one time by the spirit. Because the Bible says that when we come out of our mother's womb, we come out shaking our fists. <laughs> and when your kid is, some, we have some infants in the church, they're, they're sh there's one at my house on, uh, uh, for our Christmas. And that, sh she's shaking her fists. That doesn't stop. That just, that, that, that can, that's how we come out of the womb. We inherit sin from our parents who right all the way back to Adam and Eve who thought it would be better to be like God. And we've, and, and we've made the decision ever since. See, I'd like to be like God. And every human being comes into the world like that. And, and, and the Bible says that God sent his son to pay the punishment of the sin of choosing to be like God rather than God himself. And that's what the crucifixion was about. And he says that you can take advantage of what Jesus did for you on the cross if and only if you give yourself to him as Lord. And that, what that means, Luke chapter 14, says you're taking every area of your life, you're forsaking it, you're saying, okay, it's not, my life's not my own anymore, I'm giving it to you. The Bible says that at that moment you received the Holy Spirit, which establishes your relationship with God for all eternity. Never to lose it, ever. Some of you here this today may have never done that in your life. I didn't do it until my early 20s. The Bible says, the first sermon that was ever given, we talked about it last week, Acts chapter two. The Bible says, every one of you is guilty and there's only one way to get rid of that guilt and that is to believe in Jesus Christ and be baptized. 
if you've never done that, if you've never given your life to Jesus Christ, if you've never been baptized, today is, today's the day to do it. We have a baptism tonight. Actually, in the book of Acts, every single time someone believed in God, gave their life to Jesus as Lord, they were baptized the same day. So uh, we have a, so it so happens, we have a baptism tonight. And so while the, the worship team is up here, every, you all can stand up at this point. If you have never in your life opened up your heart to the Lord and say, come in. I recognize what you did for me. I recognize what my sin did to you. It puts you on the cross. If you've never given your life to Jesus as Lord, come up and talk to me. You can pray about that. It's, the Bible says it's a simple prayer of faith. It's simply asking Jesus into your life. It says he stands at the door of your heart and he knocks. It says any man who opens up, I, he says, I'll come in. I'll come in. I'll dine with him. I'll eat with him. I'll have fellowship with him never done that come on up or if any of you if anything else is stirred on your heart the message today was I'm being poured out like a drink offering and that's not only the Apostle Paul that's every Christian an offering to the Lord every day of 2024 If you'd like just prayer, prayer from a brother or sister, helping you understand that, what that looks like in your life. If you have any prayer about anything else, you can come up at this time. Father, I just pray that we would just finish out Sunday morning services of 2024, being a blessing to you, Lord. I pray this in Jesus' name.